Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable. And former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance. All right, here's the deal. You work hard for your money. Isn't it about time you put your money to work for you? If you are an accredited investor, check out labradorlending.com. Our Integrity Income Fund provides monthly cash flow from an investment backed by hard physical real estate. Our income fund, which is uncorrelated to publicly traded stocks and bonds, invests in first lien mortgage notes diversified by geography, property value, and borrower type. So you're not investing in one project. You're investing in a diversified portfolio of first lien mortgage notes. Our Integrity Income Fund aims to pay its investors monthly distributions at a preferred rate of return of 8% annually. Possibly the best part though, the fund showcases a short 12-month commitment. So you can invest your capital today and have access to that capital in one year. Check it out today, labradorlending.com. All right, Jamie, man, I am excited to have you on the show today, brother. Uh, I'm really excited just because of what we're going to be talking about. Our our audience has no clue. They're thinking we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and how to <laughs> kill it in business. And we're going to highlight a little bit of uh, what you're doing and what you're seeing as in su- for success in those in, in the industries that you serve. Uh, but you are a um, you're a collegiate all American. Uh, you are a retired military officer as well too. You run multiple companies now. Um, you're a father, a husband. Uh, you wear many hats, and you continue to strive for excellence in your life, which I absolutely love. Give our audience a little bit of a background, you know, what you did in college, how you got into the military, and then really maybe fast forward us to how you got to the positions that you're holding right now. 
Sure. I didn't make it to the pros, uh, like some <laughs> of us on this call. But no, I, um, I, you know, sports was always a huge part of my life growing up. And um, actually, I did play baseball for for six years as a kid and um, loved it. Really did. I, I loved it. My my father was a lacrosse referee, though, and we're in Maryland, which is kind of one of the hotbeds of lacrosse, if you will. And he never pressured me to try lacrosse. But then one year I, I played both uh, baseball and lacrosse and it was no contest. So I, I just I just loved the kind of action of it and everything. And fast forward you know, really focused on lacrosse as far as, uh, other than, you know, outside of academics mm-hmm. and got pretty good. You know, we were, I went to Gettysburg college. Uh, we, at one point we were my senior year, we were number one in the country. Um, and we ended up, uh, I like to reminisce. So thank you. Um, <laughs> I, we were number one and we, we actually beat both the teams that were in the, uh, the national championship, but those were the glory days. It, yeah. it really, you know, had a, a major impact on, you know, on me and my, my, um, just kind of foundation and Mm -hmm. just being a part of a team and, and being a part of something bigger than myself, um, was, was instrumental in, in, I think who I am today. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, as you know, a ton of time and work and, you know, effort and goes into becoming good at, at, at a, at a sport or Mm -hmm. any kind of craft like that. So I think one thing we might touch on is once I got you know, everything kind of came crashing down and and maybe not quite as dramatic as, as your situation was, but I did have a lot of identity, uh, wrapped up. My, my identity was really wrapped up in, in sports and yeah. then it was boom, gone overnight. So yeah. we can talk about that, but, um, yeah, that's kind of some of the background as far as how, um, you know, my, uh, how lacrosse was a big factor in, in my life. Now you went from there and then did you go into the military, military right after college? I did not. I didn't know what I wanted to do and eventually got a quote unquote real job. <laughs> and that was actually in the uh, title industry. And, and, um, and then I worked for a mortgage broker for a while. You know, I did try coaching lacrosse for a bit, but wasn't making enough to really make it worthwhile. Yeah. The military came into play when I at, at my W2. Mm-hmm. And, and I just said, I just want something again, bigger with a little more purpose. I want to do something. I don't want to just earn a paycheck. Yeah. I want to make a difference. And I think a lot of, I'm sure your audience can relate to that. So I actually joined the reserves technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up doing about four years of active duty time within my reserves, um, eight years, um, served in Iraq and went through federal officer candidate school, ended up getting out as a, as a captain very happy that I did the the military mm-hmm. service and was able to to serve in that capacity and became a much better leader and better man because of it. Yeah. Um, I'm also happy I'm no longer in the military. Yeah. So it was really a matter of trying to do something, you know, serve a, a, a greater cause, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, that was the reasoning behind it. You know, I love it. We talk about this all the time in our man-made group. Um, I think that men need men need a vision for their life. And I think that a lot of the reasons why we find ourselves, especially as men, uh, trying different things and going in different directions, some of them not healthy for us, is because we lack clarity. We lack a vision for our life. And to be able for you to be able to go to college, have that vision of what you want to do with lacrosse, 
work at it, own those skills, become uh, an All-American. And then, of course, as you got into life, you realized that you needed that structure again. And so that's why the military was an attractive avenue for you. And and first of all, just, you know, thank you for your service. Uh, we need great men and women to be serving on the front lines for us. We know kind of where we're at as Definitely. a country. We know what the world is doing. And you're right. I mean, you kind of made a, a, a comment about like, you're glad you're in, you're not in it now. And, and I don't know <laughs> if you're talking about just because of all the crap that they got going on in the military, but I would imagine that that's probably some of it too. We're just seeing that. So that's the, certainly some of it. It's also that I'm, I just turned 47 years old. And <laughs> yeah, well, that's true too, right? We're not, neither one of us are getting any younger. But, but. No, the, the reality was it was, uh, I had a lot in this, we can get into kind of entrepreneurship as well, but yeah. just a lot going on with family and the, the, just like with anything else, the higher up you go, not, you know, I wasn't, I was a captain. It's, it's lower officer, you know, not, not crazy high, but the higher up you go in anything, the more responsibility you get and the more commitment is that's required of you. And frankly, I got out because it was starting to take too much away from, from family time. Mm -hmm. um, so that, gets to priorities and, and vision and that kind of thing as well. Yeah. So well, right now you have, uh, two companies, you, you, uh, one of your companies, you buy mortgage, uh, notes, yeah. and then another yeah. one, you actually do loan servicing as well too. Um, and yeah. we know that the, like right now that that's gotta be an interesting market to be in right now. Uh, I know that you guys are yeah. successful, that you guys are doing really well still, but I, I gotta imagine yeah. like just with the volatility of where rates are at, some of it is, I mean, have you been concerned about what the future of, uh, of what business looks like at all? Well, there was a, certainly with COVID, there was a, some slowdown with regard to transactions and yeah. things like that. But the reality is we, on our mortgage note side of things, we buy, notes that have been originated for probably one to 10 years. So the truth is it really didn't have a major impact on our, on our operations. Mm. Um, we have two different note funds, one that's open currently still for, for investors. And so we do raise capital and we do put those funds to work to earn a preferred return and hopefully more than that for our investors, but it really didn't, uh, hasn't affected things on our side. Um, you know, and actually, I do think we're starting to see an uptick in non-performing notes, which is part of our our business model. So, if anything, uh, I do think there's more opportunity on the horizon for the non-performing note uh, investor. And you know, unfortunately, with inflation and a slowdown in the in the economy and a lot of other factors, some you know, more and more, we're seeing delinquencies rise. Yeah. Um, with regard to all kinds of debt. Um, but we we focus on first lien mortgage notes. That's really my bread and butter right now. Mm -hmm. I have a background in single family uh, rentals as well. But we also started this servicing company. And I think I need to make it a little more... Uh, I know you talked about on my podcast, Josh, you talked about the spokes of the wheel that you have going on with your own businesses. Um, and it, in some ways, it's, it's similar where everything we do relates to single family residential investing, whether that's the physical real estate as a rental property mm -hmm. or whether that's mortgage note investing or whether that's loan servicing, they're all, they're all kind of connected in some way. Gotcha. Would you, you said, uh, you, you said a phrase there and I just want our audience to understand exactly what it is. The non-performing yeah. notes, would you, yeah. would you just talk specifically on what that is? Absolutely. So I like to break this down as a lot of people are familiar with, you know, single family rental properties and also maybe a fix and flip on on a on the house right wow. uh rehab and sell the loan sell the sell the property rather so a non-performing note to answer to your question is much like 
a fix and flip on a property. The difference is we're buying the debt. So we actually become the bank. Um, I'm not a bank, but we step into the shoes of the lender who originated that loan. The borrower is not paying or they're at least 90 days delinquent. So most of your audience probably pays their bills for the most part, I would guess. So in some, you know, they may be a little bit surprised to hear that people just don't pay their mortgage. Well, that does occur. And and in the non-performing note space, we can buy a note at a significantly discounted price because it's a distressed asset, yeah. just like a distressed property that has issues. It needs to be fixed, right? Uh-huh. Fixed up. So the non-performing side, we can buy that debt at a at a maybe 50% of the principal balance, add value to that note. And that's the whole, you know, podcast episode in and of itself. Sure. Uh, but and then there are many different ways to exit that asset. So let me just kind of recap for a second. Performing notes are much like cash flowing rental properties. They keep the lights on. You, you get a, a payment every month. You're buying that for yield. Okay. So which is which is important. A non-performing note, we're buying the debt on a an on a note or mortgage that the borrower is not making payments. How do we, you know, we have to add value to that asset either by getting it reperforming and then selling that as a reperforming note mm. to another note investor at a price point higher than what we paid for it right or potentially exiting through foreclosure deed in lieu of foreclosure maybe we get a payoff maybe they file bankruptcy you don't always know but if you're buying right you know you you should be able to make a profit um so the non-performing note it's more of a there's a more clear uh entry point and more clear exit point i should you know as far as you're trying to add value and then sell for profit performing note it's a cash flow play. So you yeah. can sell it whenever you want, as long as you know it's, it's you're not going to add value to it because yeah. you you paid market, you paid retail for it, you're going to sell it for retail, very similar to a rental property uh, right. in that regard. Yeah, I love the analogy. So I think those are really good. People understand a lot, especially on our podcast, uh, a lot of people understand the real estate world. They've got uh, rentals themselves. So that is a really good analogy to break that down. All right, so let's move on to really what I'm excited about talking about. You mentioned a little <laughs> bit earlier of uh, your podcast, Adversity to Abundance. And yep. much like, uh, I think, much like both of our podcasts here, what our audiences want to hear is, they want to hear the the rawness, I think, and 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 people and and <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they want to know that they're not the only ones on the island that are going through challenging times. And as yeah. uh, as great of a success story as you have when it comes to the businesses that you're running, the um, you know the stuff that you did as, as a collegiate athlete, obviously getting into the military as well too. Uh, you've got a an amazing wife. You got great children, but you you go through yeah. challenges and you go through some adversity. And one of the things that you and I were talking about is uh, you have a son that's autistic, um, yeah. and that yeah. you know that pulls at my heartstring. I've got a brother um, that has a uh, an autistic son, and I know the challenges that they're faced with um, on a, just a day to day basis. And uh, I would love for you to just kind of to share with our audience. You know what? What do you what do you got? What do you go through that probably people don't know about, but you're able yeah. to thrive through it. Not saying that it's always easy, but right. you've made a conscious decision that it's not going to define how you're going to live your life in, in a negative tone. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, many ways I could approach that. It, it it is. Look, I completely agree with you, and I really appreciate the the sentiment as far as 
life isn't all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. And, (laughs) and that's really what my podcast is about as well. Like you mentioned, it's, it's facing the reality that we all go through hardship. We all go through adversity. Um, that's both on the business and personal side. I don't believe in overnight successes. Anybody who's a success has gone through lots of trials and tribulations. So it's difficult in the moment, you know, it certainly always is. I'm not seeking out necessarily seeking out adversity. You know, I don't want more problems, but you do have to, in talking with other people and understanding what other people are going through, you do come to realize, look, no one's guaranteed an easy life. We're going to face challenges. So that to me is comforting to know that this is expected actually. So it's not a surprise. We don't know how that's going to materialize, but specifically with our son, it it has gotten uh, more challenging in the last few months. And Mm -hmm. Um, we've had some some serious struggles with regard to you know him not speaking and then getting more aggressive and things like that. Um, so we're working through that. But I did just and I mentioned to you before we hit record, I spoke with someone um, just you know 30 minutes ago who's going through a very similar situation. And it's helpful to know that, like you said, I'm not on an island. There are others going through this. Yeah. There are people who have it much worse, mm-hmm. frankly. Um, so you know you got to keep that. The focus on your your north star, if you will, and 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 you know there are positives that have already come out of this. My wife and I are are closer because of it. Yeah. Um, certainly, there are times where we feel like we're further apart because of it, but we've kind of gotten on the same page, and I, and I think our relationship is stronger because of the challenges with my son. Um, so, you know, it's yeah, it's 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 a challenge. It's not over, um, you know, but. I don't think anything in life, <laughs> anything that's easy really doesn't have, it doesn't have much value anyway. So yeah. I know that positive things are going to come out of this and um, we continue to have hope. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge. That's so good. I love that you brought in there that you have hope um, because it's really been a theme already for the, this year. I was talking to once again, as, as uh, you and I spoke earlier, but I was talking to our, our team uh, earlier this week about you know, we're 12 days into or a couple of weeks into the this new year. And yeah. I know a lot of people have already gotten derailed. I know that a lot of people went into this yeah. year going, okay, this is the year. I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. And they're motivated. And then life happens and distractions come into place. And some of them are, they're, they're hard. Some of them are things that just completely sideswiped you. You know, family issues, financial issues, things that you didn't expect or things that you thought were over. I mean, I was listening, I was talking to a buddy today and he's like, man, he goes, I'm already over 2023. And I'm like, dude, it's way too early. Like you can't <laughs> have this, <laughs> you can't have that mindset yet. Uh, what do right. you do? Um, what do you do? It, I love that you brought in the fact that you and your wife, um, through these challenges, have made a decision and are very uh, aware of the fact that you're growing closer to each other. But what are you yeah. doing to make sure that you are moving forward, even in those times of distress, even in those times of challenges that challenges that can seem insurmountable? I think we've uh, well. All right. You want to know? <laughs> yeah. That's why I asked the question, dude. <laughs> so we did actually go through a counselor ourselves and, yeah. and, um, and it's been really good. And, and, you know, we've been much more intentional with, um, kind of how we approach each other and been much more, uh, appreciative. It's easy to say this. It's hard to describe what that means, but, um, I think just through all of these challenges probably started with, you know, COVID and all this with the 
just a lot of stress related to everyone being at home and all that. Um, and then with our, our kids being extra challenging, or at mm-hmm. least, uh, it's challenging as you know, the next kid, I, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. it, we eventually decided that our relationship was too important to not have some professional help. And, and it wasn't a matter of, you know, I'm out of here tomorrow, yeah. you know, blah, 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 something like that. But the reality is you've had coaches as an athlete. I had yeah. really good coaches in, as an athlete. Why would we not have a coach helping us through this very important relationship? I mean, and I think it's really, I think it's helped my daughter see that a healthy relationship, you know, what that looks like in the household. And so we worked through a therapist, to be honest with you. And, and, uh, and, set some things in place that have really benefited us. And now it's like, yeah, we still need to, to, um, be intentional about that, but that's a huge stress relief right now is knowing that my wife and I are on the same page and now we can work, you know, through these issues as a team. And I, I guess that's, that's, if, if there's anything we can take away from this, or at least I'm hoping your, your listener can take away is that, uh, and I, I'd see this on my podcast. How do people get through adversity? Yes. You need to focus on yourself at some point. Yes. You need to acknowledge that you have things going on on a personal level. You don't want to pretend you don't have problems. Every single one of my guests, and this is true on your episode as well, Josh is at some point they focused on others yeah. and serving others and being a part of something bigger than themselves, whether that's a team, whether that's a family, what, you know, whether that's just the, the organization at work, to me, that's an absolute critical piece to getting through adversity. So I'm hoping that helps. Well, yeah, I got to tell you, buddy, that um, thank you, first of all, for saying what you said about uh, you and your wife and the, um, the assistance that you guys get. Because I will say, I think more and more it's common that people are feeling comfortable getting somebody else yeah. involved in the most important relationships in their lives. And it should yeah. be that way. You know, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I don't care how healthy you think your relationship is. If you are not growing at the level uh, that you want to in your personal life with yours relationships, yeah. those, you, you should be bringing somebody in. And yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you too. Like Kate, my, my wife and I, we have an amazing relationship, but there are moments, there are times where it's not the healthiest. There's times where I'm not the healthiest. There's times when she's struggling and we have to have those hard conversations. In fact, we had, I think there was about, it was about a month ago. Holidays are always stressful, right? Uh, Anytime you get into these significant times of the year where there's just so much pressure, there's so many things going on in life. If you're not communicating and you don't have the ability to do that, you find yourselves getting distracted with life and then you find yourselves kind of slowly moving apart and that communication is gone, then of course, so many other things in those relationships are gone. And yeah. I mean, she and I had that conversation. I mean, I I, mm. I told her I was like, I'm willing to do anything if we want to, if we need to go yeah. and talk to somebody just so that we can verbalize the challenges that we're facing, the things that we right. love for each other to grow in, to help each other yeah. and complement each other with. Yeah, I think well, it's, a couple it's awesome. couple things couple things come to mind. One is just the act of, you know, I think my wife appreciated the fact that I was willing to to speak with a, a counselor and that yeah. goes a long way. Just the fact that we, we did it. Right. Yeah. And so then it means, okay, I'm willing to set aside some a financial investment and, and a time investment for our relationship. That means something. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, secondly, 
just, you know, this goes back to kind of knowing that you will go through trials and tribulations, but life has seasons. And so just because maybe you and your wife are not doing great this month, that doesn't mean your relationship's over yes. doomed, you know, and 100%. I'm not necessarily speaking just to you, but just know that, you know, you might have a year that's not so great. Yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah, it's not ideal, but that, that happens. And right. so it's okay to know that, no, you're going to come back together. And it, you know, you, as long as you both, um, you know, actually I remember, uh, this goes back to my my young life days a long years ago, but uh, so, somebody, uh, the guy who was a mentor kind of had, he drew a thing where it was like, God was at the top and then you and your spouse or you and your significant other were um, more at the bottom parts of the triangle. And as you move closer to to God individually, you actually move closer together as well. So that's another metaphor or analogy to keep in mind as yeah. well. Well, what do you, what do you do um, as you're fi- as you are going through trials and tribulations as you're t- as yeah. you continuously try to grow uh, your companies and of course there's always setbacks in that whether it's an economic setback yeah. whether it's a financial setback whether it's a partnership setback <laughs> there's always challenges yeah. that we're facing yep. what are you doing to make sure that you are prepared for those challenges to the best of your ability Yeah, I mean, I think um, one thing I've learned is to try to say, you know not what if, but even if. So I learned that from one of my podcast guests as well, which is, you know, not what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Because that's how you just build up anxiety and, and fear over things that probably aren't even going to materialize. Yeah. Um, but what you can say is even if, you know, even if that happens, we'll find a way. So that's just a, a minor, uh, but important mindset um, hack. Um yeah, I mean, one of the things, you know, I think this year for me, I'm I'm really I'm not trying to I'm trying to focus on quality over quantity. I'm trying to tighten up our processes within our businesses. I'm also trying to focus on my own health. Mm. And it, it doesn't mean I'm I'm totally unhealthy, but I guess this things, you know, the the challenges we've faced within our family and within I have had partnership challenges in in business as well. These um these situations have really helped me put things in perspective and helped me prioritize. So I guess that's what I would say to answer your question is I'm really focused on kind of doing the, you know, the, the Pareto principle, I guess, of the 80, 20 rule where you're focused on the, the 20% that gets 80% of the results. I'm not trying to do everything this yeah. year. I'm trying mm-hmm. to really focus on priorities and that, that is family health and the bit, the parts of our businesses that are working well. Um, so not sure if that answers your question. You can't, you can't anticipate every challenge. Um, I don't exactly know what's going to happen in our businesses, you know, in, in 12 months from now. Um, but I, I'm confident that, you know, that we're going to continue to do well. Um, and I think just keeping in mind too, serving others and, and, you know, it's easy to say that, right. But really trying to serve your investor or serve your client or serve your, uh, your team that you're working with, I think is if you, if you help enough, I think it was Zig Ziglar. If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Yeah. So you're trying to just kind of be a good listener and and be a good leader um, and just be ready for what comes. You don't know what it's going to be, but you know, we'll, we'll weather the storm. Absolutely. Well, I, I, it sounds a lot like what you're trying, what you're doing now, what you're committed for 2023 is exercising your no muscle 
a little bit. You know, I think yeah, that there's seasons yeah. of life where you have to start exercising the yes muscle in order for you to look at, to get into those opportunities of growth and start to say yes to those things. But then it gets sure. to that point where sometimes that can be overwhelming. And now you have to look at what season you're in and that, yeah. um, that, that ability to say no to mm-hmm. those wild goose chases or to say yeah. no to those things and those projects that you believe that you really should be doing a divert you away from the 20% that you talked about. And I think that's yeah. really good. It seems like that's a season that you uh, find yourself in. Do I, you, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Do you yep. find, uh, do you do a word of the year by chance? I don't, maybe yeah. I should. Well, it wouldn't be a bad <laughs> idea. Uh, I've just had a lot of conversations. It's a, uh, uh, John Gordon. Um, and I know they had yeah, another gentleman on it, but as John Gordon, one word, um, a one word for your year is, is, is the book. It's a super easy, like a, it's a three bathroom book. <laughs> so by the time you go to the gotcha. bathroom three times, yeah. you'll read that sucker. And, uh, <laughs> it, uh, but it's a really great thing because it gives you once again, that vision for, and at least helps you get a word for the vision of what you want to, yeah. uh, to, uh, I've to listened to some of his podcasts and he's, he's super positive. I've read a lot of his stuff and he's very encouraging, inspiring. So yeah, that's, I, I should implement that. Yeah. Uh, do, do you do, do you have one this year? I do. Yeah. Um, okay. we've, we've been doing it in our organization. So one of the things that we've discovered is that it's so important for the people that come into our organization, whether they are, um, uh, like a staff member or somebody that's, uh, that is a part of leadership or if they're an agent or they're a part of one of our organizations, we always give them the book because we want them to identify the word that inspires them in all of those areas of life that, well, you talked about business, health, and life. We, t- we talk about five foundations, sure. but you can break it down to just business, health, and life. Right. And uh, for me, I, you know, it's always a process to discover that word. Um, I usually take the end of the year to do it. And it sometimes it comes to me within 24 hours. Sometimes it comes to me in like 24 days. And uh, <laughs> this year's word is not sexy at all. It's it's just kind of an interesting, weird word, uh, but it means so much to me. And the word is overflow. And uh, okay. it really comes from a story that happened with me when I was with my youngest daughter, who's nine years old. I was getting ready to get into the ice barrel. And um, as I was kind of complaining to her a little bit how cold it was going to be in the morning, <laughs> yeah, uh, she yeah. didn't want to have anything to hear about it. And she literally just it. looked at me and she just said, you know, dad, you chose this. And it was just such a great, <laughs> so good. Oh, such, such a good coaching time, you know, like, Oh, yeah. thank you for that. I needed that kick in the butt. Right. And so that's awesome. it's a lot like what we talked about today. And that's why I was so excited to be, uh, to, to be speaking with you and thank you for being open and vulnerable yeah. is that everything in our life we've chosen, right. Um, we might not have chosen yeah. the effects of all of the stuff, right? Like you, you right. could not choose the fact that your son has autism, but you and no. your wife had chose to have a child and you have this yeah. beautiful, amazing boy that is just going through a challenging time yeah. of his life, which is impacting you. But you have chosen to be a father. You've chosen to right. be a husband. You've chosen to have these businesses in your life. And a lot 100%. of the times, right? A lot of times we play victim to it. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, you know, uh, I think of, Jocko Willink and the extreme ownership. And, um, you know, people ask him, well, so it's my fault. I got cancer or something like, and it's like, no, it's not necessarily your fault, but it's, it's your, it's your problem, if you will. And he doesn't say it like yeah, it's that, your but choice, it's, you though, gotta own, gotta own it. it. You, yeah, exactly. It's exactly, it's your choice, how to respond and you yeah. got to own your situation. I mean, that's, and I do find that liberating, frankly, yeah. because I don't, there's no one else to blame. You know, it is what it is. Let's, let's take ownership and, 
do what we can to move forward. And I do think, again, there is a time to maybe not even wallow, but there is a time to recognize, look, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks, it is. right? This is terrible yep. right now. But I think what gets you moving forward mentally even is is action. Just yeah. one one step in the in the direction and then maybe you pivot and make it make a change. But um so take and to me that's part of taking ownership, which yeah. is what you're talking about. So um so how so how did it so overflow it, it plays into that? Yeah, so overflow uh plays right into it um because I I looked at all of those foundations in my life and I basically looked and said um that you know I am responsible for how I show up in every one of those areas. And sure. what it, how do I want to show up? And for me is like I want to overflow. I want to overflow in my faith. I want to overflow in my faith within myself. I want my my presence to overflow when I walk into a room so that people know that I'm excited to be there. I want to overflow sure. in my relationships with my family, my fitness, my finances, and of course the future that I see and that I want to envision in my life. And so mm-hmm. to, to me, it just gives me power. It gives me excitement to be yeah. doing the things that I know that I'm called to do or that I need to do in those yeah. areas of my life. So overflowing in every one of them, you know, it's like, we always sure. talk about our cups being dry, right? Where cups right. are just like, oh, my cup is half empty. My cup is completely dry right now. Yeah. To me, the vision is always about the water just overflowing that in that cup. And that's the yeah. mentality that I have to have. Well, and if I could, I'll just briefly speak. I know we're probably, probably starting to wrap up here. Yeah. Um, I am um, in 2015 is when I went part-time. I worked for the Department of Defense, which came out of my military service. So I was a civilian for 14 years from 2015 until March of 2022, because I ended up leaving my W-2 last year. Um, I worked part-time. All of that is to say that I made a, a big mindset shift in 2015, where I I stopped watching the news. I mean, I was watching cable news, you know, but it's like every night, I mean, and just stop paying attention to all this nonsense that I, that I couldn't control. And what I'm getting at is look that political issues are important. The war is very real. They're very real uh, global issues that I'm not pretending don't exist. Right. But the reality is we have a lot more impact and ability to impact and a lot more control over things right around us than we give ourselves credit for. And one of the steps, one of the first steps, at least for me, was to let go of the things I couldn't control. And so stop worrying about these global issues that personally I don't have any control over. Stop worrying about you know somebody else's family, maybe pray for them or something, but I don't have any control over that. And because that's a victim mind, you know, mindset or mentality is or at least that's a, a weak <laughs> place to, to live, even if it's not a victim mentality, it, it doesn't allow for you know me to take action and, and create impact. Bring that focus a little bit closer to home and realize, actually, I have a lot more ability to impact my family, my friends, my my neighborhood than, than I do if I'm focused on all these much larger global issues. Um, so that's just... Um, something that really helped me what I started to do was look around and say, you know what, I'm going to start buying rental properties. My father has been a real estate agent for decades. My brother was a loan officer still is. I worked at a title company. So did my wife. You start thinking, pointing to the strengths in your team around you. And you start saying, no, this is, this is what I have going for me. And it's impossible to, to feel like a victim when you are focused on those, you know, that gratitude and the, the, the things that are in your corner. So 
just wanted to throw that in there because yeah. it was a big shift for me mentally. Um, and I think that can hopefully help your your listener as well. Yeah, love it, brother. I appreciate it, man. Well, as we do wrap it up, a um, couple yeah. things. One, I just want to remind the people that you do have your podcast, Adversity to Abundance. Everybody go and That's look right. that up. You can find that uh, on all of the outlets for podcasts. Um, you know, Jamie, as we, as, we, as we end the podcast, I would love for you to just pour into our people. Uh, you just gave them some great advice about, you know, hey, listen, stop paying attention to the things you can't control, start paying attention right. to the things you can't control, but pour into them. Right now, once again, like I said, we're a couple weeks into the new year. Some people are getting distracted by because of the things that are happening already in their lives that maybe they weren't anticipating. Some of them, some of them are not motivated anymore, even though they have these big yeah. goals that they want to achieve. Pour into them, if you don't mind, as we, uh, as we wrap this up. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, it's all about, you know, taking, understanding who you are, but, but more importantly, Life is all about relationships and, and serving others and being a part of something bigger than yourself. So look around what what matters to you. It's the people in your lives, right? So how can you show up for them? I mean, that's really what what gets me out of bed in the morning is trying to be the best father I can be, the best business owner I can be to help serve my my team. And um, I try to say this to my son. We're not quite there yet, but you know, just trying to focus on on others, I truly believe gives will give you the most purpose and the most value in your own life. Um, so entrepreneurship, I know your listeners are, you know, largely entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's not always easy. And yeah. frankly, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of it has in that regard has to do with understanding who you are and, and who you're trying to serve. Uh, but it's all about it's all about people. I mean, that's really that's really what it, my biggest takeaway is. Hundred percent, buddy. I love it, man. You're absolutely right, dude. It is all about people. And uh, for all of you that are listening to this, hey, go follow uh, Jamie. Uh, you know that he's got some great stuff out there. His podcast is amazing. He's got great guests on it. And then, of course, obviously, you guys know the price of admission for this podcast is to share it. Somebody that you know, somebody that's in your circle, needs to hear these words of wisdom. I loved it when he talked about the not what if. How about try the even if, even if those things happen in life. So, all right. Absolutely love you all. Have a fantastic rest of your day and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.